All right, folks, we're back for another episode of Pocket Shooters. I'm sitting here with my good friend, Mr. Julio Shorio. What's up, G? How's it going? It's going good. <laughs> we, got a, we got a good show today. I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about this because this is Lightroom is a, is a piece of software that's near and dear to my heart. In a previous life, life I actually worked on the Lightroom team at Adobe. Uh, that was many, many years ago. Fast forward to today, and... I don't have Lightroom Mobile currently loaded on my iPhone. I've had it on there before, but currently I don't have it on my iPhone. And you're shaking your head because apparently there's some goodness that's happening inside of Lightroom Mobile that I need to know about. And that's what this episode is all about, Lightroom Mobile. Julio, why do I need to care about Lightroom Mobile? There's so many other tools out there. You know, yeah, I'm using Lightroom on my Mac, but why do I need it on my phone too? It shoots raw. Next, <laughs> but episode. my camera shoots raw. My my camera <laughs> shoots raw already. iOS ten on on my iPhone six S plus upgraded. Now I can shoot raw. Correct or can I? We don't know. Oh, we don't know. Okay. That's that's the thing. We don't know. What we do know is that Lightroom Mobile, its native camera, will shoot raw. DNG. So it's not not proprietary in the Lightroom Mobile. And then, of course, you get all of the awesome features of Lightroom Mobile and all the mobile Creative Cloud apps, which at first were like, ah, I was on the fence, but I've been, I got a folder that's just CC on my iPhone, and I do so much awesomeness with it from my iPhone and then from dedicated cameras. It's a really, really badass workflow. Okay, well, take me through that workflow. I want I want to understand this, like, because I feel like I'm in, I'm living in the stone ages here by not implementing the stuff that you're doing. You're always like, you're always like a year ahead of me on this stuff. So, take me through, <laughs> take me through a day in the life of Julio Shurio with his phone and computer and how that works on a shoot. So there's there's two ways that I use Lightroom Mobile. Um, and just so you guys know, I have a 6 Plus, but that will not work for DNG. We'll get into that shortly. But when I'm shooting with a dedicated camera, I will then transfer the RAW files over to the camera roll on my iPhone or my iPad Pro. Then from there, I import them into Lightroom Mobile. I do my edits there on Lightroom Mobile. And then from that point, and then I can organize it and I can share it right away, or I can add it to like a Hootsuite or a Buffer or whatever to have it be scheduled to share. So it's this beautiful workflow. And then from the mobile device, when I'm in a Wi-Fi network, it'll transfer it to my home Mac Pro, which is an older Mac Pro, which is kind of slow. But for, for doing backups, it's awesome. And then from there, it backs up to Backblaze off-site automatically. It mm. is mm, That sounds complicated. Well, it's it, not complicated because it's not. Because all they do is shoot and put it on Lightroom. And then Lightroom does the rest for me. I'm just yeah, telling okay, you. So you're shooting it. It goes in flow. Yeah, yeah, I shoot it yeah, in there. You're, you're telling me what, the, what you know. the automation the automation that happens after you take the photo and and put it in whatever folder or smart collection that you're using, then the the artificial intelligence that is Lightroom and Adobe take over and start doing all this magic, right? Right, and then I even um, and then often I'll just leave Lightroom set to auto import photos and video, and so it just automatically does it for me. Oh, okay. There's okay. So let's talk a little bit about, the, about this raw thing. So one of the things that you, before we started recording, you're excited about is the fact that there's raw support. In we're not sure if it's native into the in the iPhone 6s Plus enabled by iOS 10 or if that's a 
if that's an iOS 7 feature. So tell me about that. So raw support on my phone. First of all, why do I care about that? And then secondly, okay. you know, who has it? Okay, so the nice. I am a big fan of JPEGs. I mean, if anyone knows me, you know that I love JPEGs. They're they're light. They're easy to use. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of mirrorless cameras where you can tune your JPEGs in camera. It's a beautiful way to work. And the iPhone up to this point has been nothing but JPEGs. It's a really nice workflow, but we've all experienced, especially with iPhone, you getting a photo and you're, you see the little HDR turn on, you're like, all right, it's going to help me a little with the highlights. And then you shoot it and the highlights are still just completely blown out. And it's not just the fact that it's blown out. So I don't mind that so much, but it's more so how it transitions from darks to lights. You get like this distinct cutoff point. And that's mm -hmm. because the sensors don't have that much dynamic range. But a raw photo will allow you to manipulate the raw data that the sensor captures. And you can kind of massage those highlights and shadows in and get exactly what you want. And then you can uh, export your JPEG to Instagram or whatnot. So it's a lot more flexibility. You know, and the file sizes are bigger, but in the grand scheme of things, they're not big file sizes. Yeah, you know I was, I was going to call you on that because you have been the huge proponent of getting it all in camera, no post-processing, dial in your mirrorless camera so that when you snap that shutter, you can take it and share it directly to the client. And now Julio Shorio is backtracking a little bit and saying now you can shoot raw for the reasons that we all have been shooting raw before, which is you have more latitude and more, more data to deal with to let you pull out details in the highlights and shadows, correct? So defend yourself, Julio Shorio. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, Fight! <laughs> okay, so... Yes, I am still a big JPEG shooter. And with my Lumix cameras, I'm still shooting JPEG and RAW because if I get the image right, then I don't have to touch the RAW. But I can't do it all the time. It's just, there's human error, there's camera error, things change, or maybe I just change my mind. At that point, it's nice to have the RAW file if you can do it. If you can't, then you can't, but it's nice to have it. The main problem, though, with the small, 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 small sensors mm -hmm. of... Uh, mobile devices is, is that the dynamic range is really truncated. It's a really, you can really lose detail. And we take some, the photos we often take with a mobile device are of our loved ones or family members. And those are like of my baby. Those are like the images I cherish the most. And if I could make those images a little better, I, you know, I want to, I want to do that. But if the JPEG is fine, it's good. But the nice thing is with the, with the iPhone, with success um, with Lightroom Mobile is that you're shooting, you're operating your your phone just as normal, but you happen to get the benefits of the RAW. You can, the workflow is still the same as a JPEG. It's still the same workflow. It just happens to give you more data, more definition, more color, more dynamic range by default. So it's not necessarily that your workflow is drastically changing because you're still doing the same stuff. It's just that you have um, more flexibility in your image than you had in the past. Are you are you going to be shooting raw exclusively on your phone, or is it a is a case by case basis? Um, I don't know if you get the option to do a raw plus JPEG or either or. You do a Lightroom Mobile, and I think just because of the the small file sizes with the RAWs and how well Lightroom Mobile handles it, I'll probably just be shooting raw exclusively. Because the nice thing is, 
with Lightroom Mobile, when you shoot a raw, a raw file, or if you have a raw file on Lightroom Mobile, because it handles raw from other cameras, just like the desktop now, when you go to share it, it automatically converts it to JPEG. So that's a whole series of steps you don't have to think about. So you have your raw files, like, I just want to share it, and you share it, it converts it, optimizes it, and you're good to go. There's like no yeah. thinking about that. You're able to trust uh, the software. And I hate to be the one to say it, but like Adobe, like at Adobe Max, they say Adobe Magic. It's 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 real. It's real. Okay, in Lightroom Mobile, I'll, I'll say it that. What do you mean? So the the Adobe Magic, meaning the the processing power that they put inside Lightroom Mobile yeah. and the way that it handles the raw files. Yeah, I mean it makes beautiful images. Like right now, like I've been wanting to share for the next two weeks, I'm sharing nothing but really beautiful street art and street life and culture. Cause I'm doing a bunch of photo walks. So I was able to pull from my server through Lightroom mobile back onto my iPhone and my iPad pro, a bunch of old images I shot years ago in raw. And I wanted to kind of punch up the colors. And so I'm able to do that and just treat them just like I would with a JPEG. I'm not really thinking about it. And that's yeah. where the magic comes in. Like if you don't have to think about the technology, you just can think about being creative and let the technology be like your partner. It's like a Starsky and Hutch, if you will. Um, you're then, dating. You're dating yourself, dude. <laughs> you know, hey, look, it's silver, man. That's silver. So, Starsky um, and Hutch. I love it. You know, what I mean, so if you could, if you let the technology do the heavy lifting for you, which I'm a big proponent of, and that's why I like JPEGs. But in the case of Lightroom Mobile, it treats the raw just as well as it treats the JPEGs, and it's straightforward and easy. So here, here's a, here's the uh, uh, another. I guess the the fact that we can now shoot raw on our mobile de- mobile devices. This is another reason why you should save up that extra hundred dollars or whatever to buy the largest capacity mobile phone that you can. Right? I mean, on the iPhone, at least on the iPhone side, on the on the iPhone side of things, get as much capacity as you can. Right? On the on the Android side, depending on your Android phone, like we were talking in the previous episode, we were talking about the Galaxy S7. You can actually put in a micro SD card in there, and you know, and so all bets are off. Do you agree with that, or or is is there another way to think about this? Um, typically, I do. I uh, usually when I buy a iPhone, I'm going to buy the biggest size because you're you're stuck with what you got. But there's so many cool options now through the lightning port there's like sandisk makes a case that has expanded memory in there um then you can take that that you can either use that memory just as additional memory or you can synchronize it with other devices um there's options there like otterbox has a fantastic series of accessories for the uh, they have a whole system of accessories for the iphone where you can clip on lenses and cases and all sorts of amazing things just basically and one of them is memory. So it used to be that you really just had to purchase um, the iPhone with as most memory as possible. And it's still like the most straightforward and easy option. But if for whatever reason you don't want to spend that extra C note, you, you, you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. I got I to gotta play with it. There's so much stuff to try. There's so much stuff to try. So Lightroom Mobile... It, it, it works on all iOS devices, right? So it's going to work on, on my 6S Plus. It's going to work on my iPad, et cetera, et cetera, right? Or, or there, are there restrictions? Or if I put it on one of those other devices, am I just seeing a blown-up version of the iPhone version? Like if I put it on an iPad Pro? 
No, it works beautifully on the iPad Pro. So like with I, with the iPad Pro, I'll have Lightroom Mobile on one side, and the other side I'll have, say I want to share it to Instagram, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm sharing it through Lightroom, which is great. It have it has a share card, right, to Instagram or whatever, and I can see it populate instantly on Instagram. So I can kind of watch my feed or Twitter or whatever. So it's awesome on um, on the iPad Pro. In fact, you can have Lightroom Mobile then. Uh, Photoshop, um, uh, what is it, Fix, or the other Creative Cloud apps on the on the other side of the screen and have a complete start to finish workflow. And then when you're done with it in the second app, say it's Photoshop Fix, and you're doing some retouching, save back to Lightroom, and then you'll see it pop back up into Lightroom. And then you know it's also backed up onto your desktop or wherever your Lightroom catalog lives. So it's, it, it, I mean, Adobe, I mean, here's the thing, like, a, you know, big ships turn slowly, and at first, the Adobe mobile apps, they were like, okay. Mm-hmm. But man, they have really, really in the last like year just done some awesome stuff. You can take a bunch of files um, in Lightroom Mobile and send them to Premiere Clip. Premiere Clip will auto-edit them into a slideshow. It'll to the beat of your music if you have you know, you know your own music on Apple Music or to their own music. And then from there, boom, share to YouTube. So it's just like this... It's this beautiful workflow that you can just go one, two, three, and you're done. And image quality is not um, not degraded because you're still using um, the Adobe Camera Raw engine on mobile. It's the same engine. It just happens to be on a smaller screen. So, no, yeah. I, have, yeah, okay. I have no issues. Like I'm, I'm super excited to do like a, like a, a serious uh, project with this uh, workflow. I want to see some of this, and you got to you got to post some of the fruits of your effort to the uh, to the Pocket Shooters Facebook group, and to the um, you know and and to the Pocket Shooters stream for this podcast. I would love to see that see that stuff. Totally, totally. So the the the, the other question, and a lot of I'm sure a lot of of our listeners and watch, watchers are thinking this is how much is Lightroom Mobile? Is it is it a carrot to get you into the Adobe Creative Cloud subscription? You know, only only the uh, the snow monkeys that have purchased the Creative Cloud <laughs> subscription can getting that particular bath, or how, how does that work? I don't know the exact pricing per se. I have the entire suite. Like, I, I just want all the apps because I, yeah. I need it for my business, and I don't want to be like, oh, I need to do this. Um, no, I can't. So I pay, I think it's like 50 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. But you can get it, I think you can use Lightroom Mobile for free, but I believe with the syncing and all that, you got to have a, a Creative Cloud plan, which mm-hmm. starts at like 10 bucks a month. I mean, 10 bucks a month is for like in, for like desktop class uh, editing on your phone is like nothing, man. Yeah, like, 120 bucks a year, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's like nothing. And, and the thing is, people are like, oh, I don't want a subscription. I get it. I have many subscriptions i get it um but the thing is the apps are always being updated and that's yeah. again because you have such a large organization as adobe i mean their their creative cloud is is the creme de la creme of 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 editing i mean it, it, if you're in any assignment you know that you could share a premiere profile or a lightroom catalog you just know that whoever you're working with is going to have it and and if you're doing it for fun, you you know that you're getting the best tools. There is no, um, there, there's no stops. They're just like they're doing as much as they can, as quickly as they can. I mean, that's probably part of the reason why Apple stopped uh, developing Aperture. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways, Adobe Adobe has become the operating system for the creative professional. Right with their with their suite of apps, whether you're doing audio with Audition or video or 
photography or compositing or special effects and all that stuff, if you're in that Adobe ecosystem, if you're just starting out, it's probably a good place to, to kick things off and start there. And with Lightroom Mobile, people can get started on their phones, you know, or the pocket shooter army can get started on their phones and, uh, and do some serious editing there. So, okay, so here's, here's the other question, G, on Lightroom Mobile. So is it, what am I giving up? with Lightroom Mobile by by editing photos on Lightroom Mobile? Am I wasting my time by editing my photos in Lightroom Mobile when I should just use the full horsepower of Lightroom on my desktop instead? Or do those changes, the edits that I make in Lightroom Mobile, seamlessly transfer over to the adjustments panel in Lightroom on the desktop? Number two. Uh, mm. Now, it's you're, you're, getting, you're getting the full creative uh the full camera raw engine on lightroom mobile and when you start them on lightroom mobile it'll push to your desktop or wherever your master catalog is it's the same stuff there's a couple things that you're not going to get exactly um like the de on the desktop i think geotagging maybe one and, and metadata some some metadata things maybe another but that's easy to do on your desktop right now and it's just a matter of time before it comes to uh, to mobile, but uh, in terms of raw processing, like in the fold on, on the desktop, if you want, you can actually get, get like a stylus and you can kind of paint in your dodge and burns. And with mobile, you have you have a um, just a, a radial gradation or just a rectangular gradation at this time. Mm -hmm. But the radial or the radial gradation is enough. Like if you want to highlight someone's face, you put a circle around their face, and then you could. You can make it a brighter, darker with exposure, clarity, all that stuff. You get the dehaze tools. You get Jeez. you get pretty much everything you need to make a good image right in mobile. Now, with with the iPad Pro, you say it works it works great on the iPad Pro. What Amazing, about with yeah. the what about with pencil on the iPad Pro? Can you do fine tuned um, adjustments with that? It does support pencil, but it doesn't support pressure just because. Um, even like I don't think even the desktop version of Lightroom supports pen pressure, but it mm -hmm. does. It, it, the other um, Creative Cloud mobile apps do. So mm -hmm. Photoshop Mix, and I forgot the name of the other one, but there's one that's just for like retouching. Photoshop Fix, those support uh, pencil, which is nice. So if you ever see the intro to my um, my YouTube videos, I have one shot. It's a it's a pink background. This band, and I did the pseudo 2.5D effect. I did mm -hmm. the mask from Lightroom Mobile into Photoshop um, uh, Mix because I wanted to cut out the background. It was much easier to do it there with the pencil because now I can reverse pinch it. and I could see the pixels. And it was so much faster. And then I just synced it back up with the desktop, brought it into Premiere, and I was good to go. Love it. All right. So I would, I would, uh, well, I'm going to download Lightroom Mobile <laughs> and play with it on all my devices. I mean, as we record this, this is iOS 10 update day, right? So the entire ecosystem of Apple, hopefully on mass, is updating to the next version of the operating system, which enables features like raw support and a bunch of other things. So I can put it on my phone, I can put it on my tablets, and then put Lightroom on top of that. I'm going to test this workflow end to end, and then I'm going to come back at you with my with my findings to see see how it goes. So any other any other tips you want to give for people that are in the same boat with me, you know, on you know, they've made the decision, yeah, this sounds great. I'm gonna jump into Lightroom Mobile. What should what should they do? What are some some things to be aware of? 
uh, memory usage. So in order to go, because we're, we're in iOS, mind you, it's a, it's a very closed-in system. In order to go into Lightroom Mobile, you have to first import it to your camera roll. Mm-hmm. So that's copy one, okay, of RAWs or RAW and JPEG. Copy two, still on the same device, is Lightroom Mobile. So you could potentially really eat up your storage. Mm-hmm. The other way of looking okay. at it, though, is basically you're making an extra backup in, in a way. Right, because if you have it on iCloud, then I, Apple backs up to iCloud, and then if you have it on Lightroom Mobile, it'll back it up there. So you can you can consider it as being a redundant type of backup, but it's also taking up potentially double the space. So yeah. when I know it's totally secure with Lightroom Mobile, I'll go back and and um, the camera app or the Photos app and delete everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so much stuff to do. You know, I think in a in a future episode of Pocket Shooters, we should do a workflow, much like we talked about the workflow with Lightroom Mobile all the way through, through to Lightroom Desktop and all that. We should do another one on Premiere Clip and that f- workflow from the phone through to Premiere Pro and pushing the final final video up to some to an online service. Would you be up for that? Yeah, totally. All right, cool, man. All right, that's the end of another episode of Pocket Shooters. Thanks for listening, G. It's you know it's a pleasure hosting the show with you, man. Seriously, thank you. It's been a ton of fun. This one's been easy. This was an easy one because I didn't have to do much because you are the expert on Lightroom <laughs> Mobile, and I'm just asking questions because I'm going to download it. Um, but I want to remind our our the Pocket Shooter listeners and viewers, please help support the show by heading over to Patreon dot com slash pocket shooters and uh, donate whatever you can to help us keep the show going. We haven't figured out what our bonuses are going to be for the pocket shooter audience and the donors or the patrons that that hook us up over there, but it will be something cool and we'll be discussing what that evolves into in future episodes. So once again, thanks for checking out Pocket Shooters and we'll see you guys in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs>